0: Check check, yes, I'm recording. Can you can you give me a check check? Check check. Cool. I got it. I got I got everything here. Got it all. We got it all. UHF. I like Weird Al.
1: What's UHF stand for?
0: Uh, ultra high frequency. Nice. It has to do with um, you we you we never we should watch Weird Al's movie UHF. We should watch it.
1: Oh, is that the name of the movie? That's the
0: name of the movie. It's not a great movie. The one movie. with the great
1: commentary track? It is actually a really good commentary track.
0: <laughs> because he knows, like, every detail about where they shot everything and every detail of the production. And he's just, like, going through it all bit by bit. As It's, a, it's really interesting. But um, yeah, yeah, I would watch it. It's not a great movie, but it's, like, fun and kind of interesting if you're, like, interested in his career.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would be. I saw him live. I have a casual interest in Weird Al Yankovic.
0: Right. I don't think it's a very long movie either. I should look up how long it is. UHF film. Uh, 1989. Um, budget of $5 million. Made $6.1 at the box office. So it didn't do great. It's 97 it made minutes. Made money. Made some money. Um, Yeah. Because cause back in the day, back in the Diz there used to be like these really low-budget local TV stations called UHF stations, ultra high frequency. And I think because they were higher frequency, like the the signal did not didn't go as far. I think is how it worked, and so they didn't have a lot of range. So they couldn't get a lot of viewers, so they were always very low budget. But because they were low budget, they were sort of like they they just had like weird programmings. It was like, well, no one's really watching this. So the premise of the movie is that Weird Al's character inherits or somehow comes into ownership of, or becomes the manager of a UHF station, and there's like the threat that it's going to get shut down, and they got to like raise money. It's got Michael Richards in it, really. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, it was. This is '89, so this was the same year that Seinfeld came out. So this, the movie was filmed, you know, probably a year before that. So this, this is before he blew up as Kramer on Seinfeld. That's cool yeah yeah kind of interesting um and it was it let's see i remember it was an orion picture orion pictures which
1: why do you know that
0: because here's why i know that because um the company orion relaunched in like 2014 it looks like according to wikipedia but it was it was um and now it's owned by mgm but It used to be just a a production company, and it was really not doing well. They were really failing. They were really going out of business. They were not doing very well. And when they went into business with with Weird Al, they were like, this is it. This is going to be the thing that saves the studio is Weird Al Yankovic is doing a movie. This is going to save us. This is going to be a huge smash hit. So they put it out in the summer of 1989. And if you think about what other movies came out in 1989, it's like Tim Burton's Batman, Dead Poets Society. Like, um, like you could literally just look up 1989 movies. Uncle Buck, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like, like huge movies came out in 89, particularly in the summer of Do 89.
1: The thing. Halloween right. 5.
0: Back to the Future 2. Ghostbusters, wow. like, like huge movies opened in, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know that all these were in the summer, but, like, it was a big year for movies, especially in the summer. And so, UHF opens next to, like, Tim Burton's Batman. Of course it doesn't do well. Right. <laughs> and then, and after that, the studio was like, all right, well, that, we went under. <laughs> so, so it didn't work out. But I, I guess Orion Pictures is now a subsidiary, is now, had been relaunched and now is a subsidiary of, uh. MGM, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Which MGM is now owned by Amazon, or is going to be, however that shakes out.
1: Yeah, whatever that means.
0: Yeah, that'll yeah, be interesting.
1: Uh, does, does MGM still, what do they do still? Well, they're not
0: very big. They don't own that many things. I mean, they're, I think yeah, the biggest thing thinking. is Bond. Um, yeah,
1: they, right. They're,
0: they're like the only, I remember last year when we talked about the Paramount Accords and I was talking about. Like the, there was the original like big five studios. One was Paramount, one was MGM. And I I looked up like all like the big five studios. I forget what they all were now. Um, But I looked them all up and every single one of them had been acquired by somebody else. Like Paramount is now owned by Viacom CBS. Or CBS Viacom, I can't ever remember which one it is, because both of the companies existed at one point. At one point, there was a CBS Viacom, and at another point there was a Viacom CBS, oh, because really? Viacom was a subsidiary of CBS, and then it got spun off into being its own company. Then they remerged the companies at one point. Then they said, "No, you know what? Let's have Viacom be its own thing again." And then a few years ago, they were like, "You know, let's have them all be the same thing again." Jesus. So, it's, it's, yeah, that's been a whole mess. It's that's been annoying. a disaster. Yeah. So, but, but, yeah, so, but, but MGM was sort of the one of like the big, of like the original, like 1920s, whatever, like, uh, studios, like the golden era of movies or whatever. MGM's the one that never really got bought or owned by anybody. And, <laughs> but I think until now, until now, um, let's see. I'm looking up, like, I'm on their Wikipedia page. I'm wondering, like, what do they even have the rights to like obviously and even bond they don't completely own the rights to i don't think because the bond all the james bond stuff is controlled by the broccoli family still mostly they have like a final say in everything that happens
1: how do you know all this stuff? The broccoli family <laughs> it's, it's, i'm just it's, sitting over here like yeah sure <laughs> the broccoli family i guess that's a thing
0: yeah um sorry this is uh, this is this is what okay. i do all day this is what my brain is full of
1: <laughs> right right looks Looks like um looks like mgm had a few big movies in the 30s like the wizard of oz and god oh, yeah. with the wind oh yeah looks like they've got the rocky movies okay g.i. joe singing in the rain they're pretty all over the place
0: yeah yeah, they're definitely all over the place
1: in terms of story.:
0: Yeah, and he, yeah the the, the 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 broccoli family is the uh, company is the the family that owns the the rights to the, all the bond stuff, and they have their own production company called Eon Productions, which basically just makes bond movies, right. um, and they've partnered with MGM as like a distributor or something, or like a, I don't know exactly how that works. I'm looking up, to, I'm looking up 2020s films under MGM, House of Gucci.
1: Yeah, I saw that
0: Licorice pizza. So you know that you know they got a couple of things coming out that I'm interested in. They're doing a Legally Blonde three.
1: I'm, I didn't I, even know there was a Legally Blonde two.
0: I knew there was a Legally Blonde two. I didn't know there was they're doing a three.
1: Yeah, so Still like Reese Witherspoon. I don't know. It's
0: a good question.
1: Let's Hopefully. look it up. Legally Regina blonde King three. is in Legally Blonde two. Red, white, and blonde. <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so is Luke Wilson.
0: Hmm. Well, wasn't Luke Wilson in the first one? I have no idea. I don't remember. Probably. What's Legally Blonde's? Legally Blonde's. Oh, a direct-to-DVD comedy film spinoff. Hmm. All right. This is, we're going down too much of a rabbit hole here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> going down the Legally Blonde rabbit hole. Not tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not tonight. Another another time. Um, all right. Do you want to start the show? Yeah, sure. What are we What are we talking about tonight? I mean, I mean, I mean the big topic, Eternals.
1: Yeah, we got to get to that. We
0: got to get. This is this is a lot in that movie, and yet somehow not enough.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about all of it. Um. First, I wanted to share this this mini topic that I threw in here. Okay. Oh, Do you see this
0: airport story? Yeah, that's right. You went to the airport recently.
1: So I was flying back into Orlando. Was flying Spirit Airlines, which is the budget airline. Mm-hmm. Everything is super cheap. And I sit down in my seat, and it's it's a middle seat. Oh and boy! Someone, Why would you pick a middle seat? I don't pick. I'm not paying for a seat. I just give. I just get what they tell me to sit in. You know.
0: I thought you could pick it. I thought I've flown spirit. I thought you could pick a seat. Whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: Maybe sometimes. So I'm in the middle seat. This guy leans over to me. And he says, hey, I am I have this the window seat. My wife is like three rows behind me. Would you consider switching with her so we can sit together? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. I'm, I'm happy to help someone out. Right. And so I switch seats and flying halfway through the flight the spirit flight attendants they do this thing. And now we're we're going to be uh doing a raffle giveaway thing where we're giving away 500 free spirit points <laughs> to to a random customer on the plane. Well I, I don't I don't know what spirit points are. I don't know what they get you. <laughs> and, Me neither. And they're they're like, "Okay, and Look under your look under the tray on the seat in front of you to see if you are the lucky winner. I guess there was a sticker or a stamp or something on the tray table to indicate who got the the special thing. And it was the seat that I was sitting in before <laughs> I switched. Isn't
0: that always the way?
1: Yeah, and the, the the two people that I I helped out they they like turn around and look at me and then they just <laughs> turn back and. And I am sitting there like fuming for the rest of the flight for no no reason at all. I don't know what spirit points are, what they get me, what I can use them for. All I know is that it's like you said, it it, it always happens like that. As soon as something, some random giveaway that I didn't even know existed gets awarded, I was five seconds away from getting it you know if i made one different decision that day i could have gotten it but instead i did the right thing and switched seats and now i'm out of 500 free spirit (laughs) points i don't i i was upset for like 30 minutes maybe i mean not seriously upset but i was like god that's so annoying when's the next time something like that's gonna happen to me
0: you know Uh, that's probably gonna be another
1: 20 years that's really funny but then as as we're all uh leaving the flight everyone's getting out row by row the two of them get out, and then they walk back to me, and they hand me the 500 free spirit points. No way. It was, it was a little gift certificate. So they ended up doing the right thing, gave the spirit points to their rightful owner, me, <laughs> and I <laughs> redeemed them online. Uh, you, oh, so you did redeem them. Yeah, I still don't know what I can use them for, though. You pro- its probably—I think it's just points off the next time you fly. That's—that's that's what I think too. Maybe it's like a checked bag or something like that. Because I—I don't, don't think five hundred spirit points buys me a flight based off like what I remember looking at when I took a look at it. Um, but
0: I'm I'm looking at the Spirit website right now. Get reward flights fast. Reward bookings start as low as two thousand five hundred points. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, you're not I'm getting a flight. Well
1: away from a flight, but maybe. maybe a- I could get twenty percent off or something like that.
0: Well, that's um, that's kind of that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool that they did that. I I would not have expected that to happen.
1: Yeah, no, me especially on a budget airline. Why why would they be giving stuff away? But I don't know. Worked out for me. So did I'm they the, did I'm they the say anything? Five hundred spirit points. Yeah. The the people in front of me. That.
0: Yeah. Like, did they did they say anything when they handed it to you? Like. Hey, man, you're the one who's supposed to get this, or we don't, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't fly that just, much. Or...
1: I think she just walked it back to me and said thanks and turned around. There was no conversation at all.
0: That's...
1: Maybe they maybe they were wondering like if I was going to run after them through the airport <laughs> to get my spirit points. <laughs> like, we better just give it to them, because that's what I would have done.
0: Wow, that's really funny. See, uh, if it was me, if it happened to me where I got the points after switching seats with somebody— i don't know what i would do because on yeah i guess i would have just handed it to him because i don't i don't know what this is and i don't even fly <laughs> right, that much right. maybe i would have yeah. said like hey man you want this you you know it was, it was supposed to be your seat i don't even fly that much that's what i would have said mm-hmm. and then although i guess if you ask if someone asks you hey you were supposed to have these do you want it if someone asks you then then you have to say no you have to be polite oh no i don't i'm not bothered i don't care then you have to. i think to do i would have said game. yes
1: <laughs> 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 it's like this is never going to happen to me again just let me have this right, I'll never right. ask for anything
0: <laughs> that's really funny all right well it looks like spirit points don't expire for like 12 months so
1: yeah so i gotta i gotta figure out something to do with them hopefully i, f- I fly spirit again in the next 11 months now
0: uh, i'm sure you will you'll comfortable for something to do
1: yeah j- just to use these points right right I'll, I'll, I'll fly somewhere i don't even have to go
0: Right. So uh, oh, you already took you already took it out of the document. Look at you. hmm I'm ahead. You're you're way ahead of me. Well that's kind of fun. What about uh what about Frontier? You're a fly Frontier? That's also got like the budget airline.
1: I've done them um, a couple of times. Do you have a preference so between done... the
0: two budget airlines?
1: Not really. I me think neither. I've done Spirit More. I mean I I just go whichever one is cheaper at the end of the day whenever I, I fly. Me too. I mean, they're both not good, but I, I think s- some people really complain and have high standards for airlines, but I'm like, as long as you, as long as you get me in the plane and get me to my destination, I'm fine. I, I'm not, I'm not super picky.
0: End up where it says and, on the ticket, really?
1: <laughs> exactly. The Seinfeld bit, remember this? I don't think so.
0: He, he has a bit about, about pilots when they get on the, they get on the like the PA system and they start giving you their route, all the moves. I'm going to take it up to about 20,000. I'm going to make a left by Pittsburgh. Then make a right by Chicago. Then I'm bringing it down to 15,000. And we're in the back going, yeah, sure. Okay. Great. Just, you know, whatever the hell it is you got to do. End up where it says on the ticket, really. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: you don't ask for much else. Right. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, the seats on Spirit are quite uncomfortable. Like, it's not a pleasant experience. But I also think flying is never a pleasant experience. So I'm not crazy to spend so much more money to get, to be a little bit more comfortable for two hours that I'm on a flight.
0: Yeah. How long was your flight?
1: That one was about like two and a half hours, two
0: and a half hours.
1: Yep. Yeah. I know yeah, where you bad. went.
0: It's not that far. How was it two and yeah, a half is, hours?
1: I, 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 that was to Milwaukee. I flew to North Carolina as well. Oh, you're
0: flying all over the place.
1: Yeah. I had two different flights. I had two flights in two weeks. Wow, you're very busy. Yeah, busy person. Places to be. It's nice to be settled now in a place, though. But then the holidays are coming up, and I'm traveling all around for that.
0: You're flying for the holidays, too?
1: No, no, I'm just going down to where my family
0: is. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a. That's like another two-and-a-half-hour drive, though. Roughly. Ugh, I'd rather fly for two-and-a-half hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a 20-minute flight.
0: I've looked in, I've looked into like, it, can I fly to other places in Florida? Is that is that too crazy? Can I fly from Orlando to Miami? Is that insane? I've looked
1: into yeah, you it. Could
0: I might end up doing it. I'm that I'm that lazy. Wow. I don't want to drive yeah. four hours. I don't want to drive two hours. Two hours is my I'd, limit for driving. Two hours is my either. limit for flying too. Honestly. Really. I don't want to fly more than two hours. I don't want to. I don't want to sit for more than two hours. That's. Fair. I think. That's I think if I, I had if I had to fly to like California, or like a like a London mate, if I had to fly to London, or mm-hmm. I think I would have to. I would have to pay for a bigger seat, bump myself up, and then if I was going to fly to like Australia, I would. I would have to go like first class because there's no way I could sit. I mean, I'd
1: go crazy. I think if you're going to Australia, it's probably the only time you're going to Australia in your life, you know, <laughs> where we live. So I think I could see the argument to getting a first-class ticket there and back. You know, it might, it might be worth it. I'm doing this once in my life. It's going to be, like... 14 hours or so. Right. Let's just, let's just do this the right way.
0: The other thing is that if you go to Australia, you've got to go there at least a month. Because it's, it's such a yes. bitch to get there.
1: And you've that... got to go to New Zealand. Right. That's another I think flight. You do, I think you do both in one trip.
0: I think so. I'm going to look Which up flights. I will do eventually. Really? You? Oh, oh, yeah. You're a big Lord of the Rings fan, right?
1: <laughs> that's the whole reason <laughs> yeah, to that, go. Yeah, that's why. That's why I want to go.
0: I'm looking up flights from Orlando to... Australia, Sydney, Australia. What's the airport code for Sydney? Do I want to go to Sydney or do I want to go to Perth? Those are on opposite ends of the island, aren't they?
1: I think you want to go to Sydney.
0: Got to see the Opera House.
1: Yep. P42 Sherman Wallaby Way. P Sherman 42 Wallaby Way. That's it.
0: Haven't seen that movie in forever. Never
1: saw Finding Dory. Really?
0: Never saw it. Didn't get around to it.
1: It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> i mean it's a pixar movie they're pretty much all good but right some are amazing and that one's not amazing
0: look at this on google flights it tells you the emissions of each flight you're gonna take
1: wow just to guilt you
0: <laughs> i think it's so that you can buy carbon offsets
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: I, I don't think that's really why look at this if you fly Delta, Delta seems to have less emissions. United is average. JetBlue is like a lot more. Looks like. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I know when I buy flights, the website I use to buy flights, they tell you like this: this flight will emit thirty percent less emissions than hmm. other flights. What uh, what fl- what website do you use? I use Skyscanner. I've been using it for like five years now, at least. It's been it's been real good to me. I,
0: I use Google Flights. Because I because I, yeah, I because one time I googled how do I buy flights and that's what came up so that's what I use now.
1: <laughs> yeah, Google Flights is good. I've I've used that as well, but I just find Skyscanner to be a little bit more customizable, which I like.
0: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Just in terms of like you can set different parameters for your flight. Like I have to leave after noon or something like that or i need to leave interesting i need to be back in town by this time you can like set those parameters and it pulls up all those flights
0: okay i'm gonna look for a flight i'm gonna look for a flight (laughs) on the day we're supposed to go see the new spider-man movie together
1: oh boy don't bail on that well no but i
0: want to see can i book it for after the movie what time's the movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) we don't have tickets has you know what we should come out for that what that, yeah, I was just going to say, that trailer is coming out in 35 minutes while we're recording this Wait, podcast. Wait, really? We should watch it live and, and react. I guess I thought it was already out. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think we should actually do that because it's like, I think, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Like, there's some big event happening in Los Angeles where they're debuting this new trailer.
0: I scrolled by this on Twitter. I'm like, they're having a fucking event for a fucking trailer. Like, yeah. like not even the movie. It's stupid. I know. I know. Stupid. So,
1: so I I don't know if it's just it's happening in L. A. at five thirty their time, and it's gonna be on YouTube five minutes later. I don't know what's happening, but we'll see. That's gonna be imagine a queuing up big to
0: get into a building to to watch a two minute trailer where you know what's gonna be in the trailer anyway. You know it's gonna be <laughs> right. all the Spider man probably. Right. Did Hopefully. you see Charlie Cox trending on Twitter today?
1: I mean, I've seen every character connected to Spider-Man trending on Twitter for the last week. So
0: Yeah, but this is big. This is really big. How? It Charlie Cox was caught in the same place as Andrew Garfield. They were standing next to each other.
1: That's got to mean something. Oh, God. This keeps getting worse. <laughs> it might not mean anything, does it? It probably means nothing. <laughs> what is this? Oh, what? no. What are you looking
0: at? Show me what you're looking at.
1: Um, I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter because you told me to. Listen to this. Okay. Go ahead. Da- Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson oh, will join filmmaker this. Chris Columbus and other cast members what? from all the Harry Potter films for an HBO Max special to celebrate the anniversary of the franchise's first film, which premiered oh. 20 years ago today
0: yeah okay i guess it is okay i guess i i was i was like why are they getting chris columbus involved he only did two of the movies but i guess <laughs> if they're celebrating the first one which he did i knew about i knew about the harry potter a reunion or whatever the hell it's called on hbo yeah. max january 1st 2022 that i knew i didn't know chris columbus was involved
1: so i will be watching that
0: well obviously i'm gonna watch that too but i mean they, they should do one of these for every for all eight movies just get the whole gang together and just talk about not really they probably won't
1: i would love to see them all together
0: i i can't wait for that harry potter tv series that's probably gonna happen yeah me too it's gonna be good i win the bet right i mean we made a bet how many years ago
1: um you want me to look in notes (laughs) this is saved in my notepad i don't does this count i don't i don't know if
0: this counts as me winning the bet well i don't even remember what the bet was I made a um, prediction a couple of years ago that within five years, there'll be a Harry Potter TV series, but I don't know that this counts.
1: I think the, here's what I have in reminders. <laughs> July 26th, 2024. <laughs> did Harry Potter get rebooted? <laughs> so. um, that's yeah. Yeah. That's uh,
0: that, that I think I'll lose. I don't know that they're going to reboot it. I mean, they might, they might, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's probably going to be something, or they're just going to do more Fantastic Beast movies.
0: Well, we know for a fact they're going to do more of those.
1: Yeah, but maybe we got to see
0: the Crimes of Dumbledore. What is it called for real? The, secrets of Dumbledore. The
1: Secrets of Dumbledore.
0: Right. Weird.
1: Oh God! I mean, I, as excited as I am for this Spider-Man movie, like the lead up to this has been like nightmarish. <laughs> That's my word. I use that word. Do you? Yeah, yeah I, I love that word. You know how you described, like, WandaVision, you hated the discourse around the show? (laughs) Yes. That's how I feel about this Spider-Man movie.
0: Yeah. I I, I think I agree with you. I'm in agreement.
1: It's too much. Everybody everybody calm down. (laughs) But, I mean, people are excited for very good reasons. I can't blame them for that. But still, it's like enough already. (laughs) (laughs) Stop being excited. (laughs) right right we've been excited about this for like consistently for like a year now and it's getting worse
0: (laughs) right right
1: (laughs) so yeah so i'll be on twitter throughout this recording to see what see what we learn
0: okay please keep me posted which of course all this will be out of date by the time anyone listens to it because it'll get posted in like two days but whatever (laughs) right right if you if you wanted to talk about the spider-man trailer you should have called in during the episode about Shang Chi, yeah, I'm gonna put that in notes. Um, okay, what do we got next? Let's see. How long we been going here?
1: Like thirty minutes. Is there anything from Disney Plus day that we need to touch on?
0: I don't. I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. All, all I'll say about it is like I just saw everything, like the big slate for Marvel coming up. And it's like Jesus this is so much. It's it's yeah it's a lot. Remember when we got like 3 movies a year? Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was that was almost nice in a way. Even that felt like a lot. Right. That felt like a lot. And now it's like the majority like 90% of every week in a year there's something Marvel related coming out. Which is just a lot. Which
0: I prefer stuff on TV. I like television.
1: Yeah, television, television is good.
0: Is great.
1: I still don't want it every single week.
0: I think also part of the problem is that like when they have done movies this year, like they were not. I don't think they were supposed to do four movies this year. I think they were supposed to do three. And then things just got pushed around and everything and moved because of COVID. Um, And then. Uh, <laughs> four marvel movies are coming out in the span of what six months yeah basically that it feels even more like back-to-back nonstop.
1: yeah yeah that's true none of them have even been that good right it'd be, it'd be one thing if we were getting amazing movies
0: let's see what was actually announced as far as mar i don't think any star wars stuff was announced right
1: not really just some stuff about the obi-wan show
0: oh yeah there was like a little like teaser type thing that we watched
1: yeah we got some footage of miss marvel, she hulk and moon knight.
0: Oh, that's right. There was like a teaser f- like few seconds of footage that was kind of put out as part of the uh thing. Yeah. Well, let's see. What was it? What was actually announced that was new? X-Men 97, Echo, Spider-Man Freshman Year, Agatha House of Harkness and Marvel Zombies. Um and the Spider-Man Freshman Year thing, uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, yeah. Because I looked up the Spider-Man rights for what if. Now I understand how they're able to do that. Now I understand (laughs) what's happening.
1: Right. God, it's insane.
0: Which is such a funny – because I was was like, so technically, legally, they could make a Spider-Man animated series have it set in the MCU. And I was like, but no, they're not going to do that. They like Tom Holland too much. They're not going to – Right. But they're doing it. They're like we're, we. They're like we will use every weapon in our arsenal to <laughs> to keep, keep Spider Man in the, in these fucking movies. God,
1: <laughs> such a nightmare. Oh god. What if What if Venom is in this movie?
0: I, I, it, I at this point wouldn't surprise me.
1: <laughs> i would be so annoyed if Venom was in this movie. Now I have to watch two more movies.
0: Yeah, that's true. We'd have to watch those movies. No, we wouldn't not really we wouldn't have to but we would probably yeah i heard the second one is morbius pretty bad
1: yeah i've heard they're both pretty shitty but like a fun shitty
0: that's yeah that's what i keep like
1: watch them with friends kind of and laugh them about shitty.
0: well that's what you and i will do maybe exactly i mean the post credits to venom 2 is possibly in the mcu yeah, spoilers mm. for Venom colon. Let there be carnage. <laughs> I know. I know everyone is on full media blackout for that one. <laughs>
1: right? Remember how crazy you were for Endgame?
0: What do you mean? I wasn't crazy. What I, are you talking I mean, about?
1: You know what I'm talking about. But I, I like it was insane how seriously you took that media blackout. But I respect it in the same way. You know.
0: Look. I just wanted to see if I could go to the movie without knowing the title of it. Is that so crazy? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: that part was a gag, admittedly, but the rest, yeah, yeah kind of. You you muted like a hundred different phrases on Twitter, just hilarious. And you know what? It worked.
0: It worked mm-hmm. really well. I the the thing the thing that was really crazy is I made a playlist. Remember the playlist? I, I made a so. I made a playlist of music that was all like loud as hell music and then when i went to the theater uh while standing in line while like waiting in line i had headphones on blasting music like like almost like heavy metal loud rock (laughs) music blasting with headphones so that i couldn't even take the risk of overhearing someone leaving the theater talking about the movie
1: wow that's commitment i do remember this actually
0: I didn't. I didn't want to be spoiled.
1: Yeah, I gotta respect that.
0: And now look at me. I watch trailers multiple times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted, Hawkeye, Lightyear.
0: Yep, yep. I've watched all of those trailers multiple times. The the Uncharted one I watched multiple times just because I think it's such a mess that I'm captivated by it. It's like a, a wreck. train wreck.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: Don't want to stare, but you can't look away.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's going to be rough. <sighs>
0: all
1: right. Should we do this?
0: I think we've delayed long enough. Let's give the people what they want.
1: Yep, they're dying to hear this.
0: Um All right, so we're going to talk about the new uh the new Marvel movie Eternals. We went and saw it in theaters. Uh you saw it on a Saturday. I saw it on a Sunday. Um What time did you go to the theater? What time?
1: 8 8 p.m. Was at eight? Yep.
0: Wow. See, I I purposely went earlier in the day because I'm like, this is an almost three hour movie plus <laughs> the trailers at the beginning. Right. Like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go see this movie at eight o'clock at night. I'm just not. That's crazy.
1: Um, I guess it was Saturday night, so I didn't really care.
0: I s- still, I was like, I don't, I don't want Eternals to be my whole night. <laughs> I mean, which turned out turned out to be the right call, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um all right, so let's talk about this before we dive into spoilers. <laughs> I'm looking at the cast um before we dive into spoilers, any opening- thoughts, opening statements that you want to get out of the way they're non spoilery what do we think of the movie? Uh, Should we talk about this?
1: yeah, yeah, so. For me, I I just texted a friend this. I said, "Weird movie, good movie, not a great movie." That was my very <laughs> short review of it. Like I was I was pretty entertained the whole time, but it was by far not an amazing movie. Like has has tons of problems, but visually it was interesting enough and it was able to follow the plot for the most part without really too bored. <laughs> for the most part, I was I was never really bored in the movie, which I think was important for my how much I enjoyed it. Um, I like that this some interesting was pretty, things in it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, there were some interesting things. I like that it was a little bit more, a lot more disconnected from other Marvel movies than pretty much any movie that's come before this. It's it's the most standalone, I think in terms of crossovers and references and things like that. So I like that. And I think that's all I'll say for now.
0: Um, okay, I'll go. It's too much. It's a, it's a lot. It's, there's a, there's a lot in this movie. There's too many characters. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I See, I don't even, I get, I don't even know how to th- talk a big picture about it because I want to get, I want to get into details about it, but I just think like, I, I'm with you that like I was, uh, experiencing enjoyment. I was kind of enjoying. <laughs> <I> was,
1: <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you really did. Yeah. I was like, experiencing a joy.
0: Like scene to scene. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is kind of fun. Oh, I kind of like this. Yeah, this is okay, I figured out what I'm wanting to say about it. Scene to scene, I'm like I'm mostly enjoying it through probably most of the movie, at least. But then as it got closer and closer to the ending, I started thinking more and more about well, hold on, how does this all hold together as a movie with the, like a storyline and a plot and like an arc and character arcs and how how is this working? as a one cohesive thing like i I feel like i wasn't complaining about individual scenes but i was like how does this work the closer I got to the ending the more i was thinking about how is this working as a movie and i was like i'm not convinced that it is entirely sort of Mm -hmm. mostly kind of but not entirely and i also noticed that i sometimes when i watch movies um i kind of find myself getting caught up in because I'm always interested in how people make movies. I'm interested in like the process of making a movie. I'm interested in how movies get written and how and how how stories are designed and like what are the beats that you have to hit in a story and what are plot points that you, when do you introduce them and like I'm interested in like the mechanics of storytelling. So sometimes when I'm watching a movie, I find myself thinking like. Oh, okay. So is this, this is like the midpoint of the movie or where, or where's, where's the inciting incident that kind of kicks everything off or, okay, this feels like we're in the third act. Now we're kind of closing it. Up. I think, and, but I also think like, if I find myself thinking about those kinds of things during the movie, probably not a great sign. Cause it's like, if, right. if I'm, if I'm not engaged enough in the movie, then I, I, I that's where my mind goes as I start kind of like breaking it down whereas if the movie is really interesting and keeping me engaged my mind doesn't go to those places because I'm enjoying the movie
1: <laughs> exactly right
0: you see what i'm saying You're so, in the story right so and at one point like and i started checking my watch too not even because oh, wow. i was bored but because i was my mind was like okay this is the inciting incident where are we in the movie oh god it's been an, it's been an hour <laughs> and i was like and i was like i'm not bored like this is interest. Like, what I've what I've watched so far is interesting, but also, it took you an hour to get to the inciting incident, or what I think is the inciting incident. You know, probably not a great sign. I don't know. I you know I, I I just um, so I don't think it's bad, but I also <laughs> think like if there's if there's a movie to to wait till it's on Disney Plus. Especially because it is two hours and forty-seven minutes, or something like that, right? It's I think it's two forty-seven, thirty-seven. Is it two hours thirty-seven? Sorry, I think so. Whatever, but it is it is a little bit on the longer side, and it's like you know, if there is a movie that's not amazing, that it's like and maybe at times a little bit confusing. Maybe this is one better watched at home, where you can mm-hmm. pause. And maybe look up something or go back a second. What did they say? What was this? Maybe this right. is that movie. And then the other part of me feels like, and and you know and I also hate that I have to say this about the movie because I think that this movie is so weird. The premise of the movie is weird. It's it like because it's, it's so like Jack Kirby shit. Who was like mm-hmm. he always did like weird stuff in space and like he was like that i just I, I i thought this this seems like a movie that has huge potential to be really weird and really epic it feels like it's supposed to be epic and big and yes, huge it, i agree right it feels like it's supposed to be that's trying to be that it wants to be that it's about people that are thousands of years old and they've been on earth forever and they're immortal beings and it wants to be huge and i was and i was thinking about i'm and i'm like there was another movie i saw recently that like took itself so seriously, but it pulled it off really well. And it was big and epic. What movie was it? Oh, right. It was Dune. Yeah. And I was thinking about Dune and I was just like, Dune was fantastic and it, and, and it took itself seriously and it's, and it's so interesting. Like I saw Eternals in a theater, in a movie theater, and it didn't feel as big as I think they wanted it to be. I watched Dune on my TV at home, and it felt bigger than Eternals. Yeah. like
1: yeah, That sounds about right.
0: That to me is really not great. And it kind of makes me wonder like, what, like, I, I mean, this is so, such a digression, but like, it makes me wonder like, what, if, if Denis Villeneuve did a Marvel movie, what would happen to it? Like, would he even be allowed to make that? Like, no,
1: it'd be another Edgar Wright situation.
0: Probably. Probably. And, like, this this movie, like, first, okay. Let me let me try to do compliment sandwich a little bit because I'm being really mean. But, like, props to Marvel. Like, kudos to Marvel for taking a big swing. This is weird. This is a weird premise. This is a weird movie. It starts with not quite an opening crawl, but it starts with, like, text that you've got to read. <laughs> I saw it with a friend. She leaned over to me five seconds into the movie. She's like, "I already hate this because we're <laughs> reading text at the very beginning of the movie." But like, it's different, and like, you know what? You y- y- you took a big swing, and I want to applaud that. And it wasn't a complete miss, but you didn't hit a home run. Yeah, y- you know, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't quite a strike, but it was definitely not a home run. But I applaud you for taking a big swing. But it, mm-hmm. it just it does, kind of worry me, when they t- try to take a big swing with an Oscar winning director, and this is what happens. I just don't understand. And there are parts of it that were a little bit confusing to me. There was a lot in this. There was, and yet there were there were things that I felt was were missing, like character things that I felt were missing. And I just remember thinking, like, I remember seeing an interview with Kevin Feige where he said that they. They book, you know, a couple of months to shoot each Marvel movie, and and then at the same time they book, they schedule reshoots. And when they first started doing this, they were asked by like agents or publicists or whoever, I guess like agents or managers, like, "Oh, you booked reshoots for you know six months from now? What are you going to be reshooting?" And Feige's answer was, "We don't know. We don't know what we're going to need to reshoot. We shoot the movie." We get a rough cut, we watch it, and we see what needs to be fixed, and that's what we do in reshoots. Whereas yeah. in other movies, I think they, they only do reshoots when they think they need something, whereas Marvel is like, no, 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 we schedule reshoots at the same time we schedule the main movie, we know we're going to have to reshoot stuff to, in order to fix it. And this movie, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm like, did you not do reshoots? Like, what? You feel like <laughs> you're, you're, you're watching the rough cut? I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm watching, like, like, doesn't anyone watch this movie and go, okay, can't anyone see you need more of this character? This this thing is not developed enough, and we'll get into the details in a second. But it's just like, you know, it's just it's just it's weird. It 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 that that it it's it's again it's not terrible. It's not like it, like people are calling this the worst Marvel movie. It's not. This is not the worst Marvel movie. No, no, not. I mean, I I would say that goes to Incredible Hulk. You could argue Thor: The Dark World. This is not the worst. Okay. No, for but sure. I just feel like what happened here and and it and it, it makes me worried it makes me worried like if they're trying if if marvel wants to do really big and weird and different things and they really want to, i mean we've talked about how they you know in like phase two ish they started really kind of differentiating and not all the movies felt the same anymore and they started going more into different genres and you know like thor ragnarok was a comedy and you know winter soldiers like an espionage movie you know they started doing more like that but now they they want to they want to be even more different. They want to really diversify, but maybe like is is the is the the machine that is Marvel Studios is it not flexible enough to adapt to such a big swing, or is right. or is the, is this just a growing pain? Like I just I don't know you and you you like you mentioned some of the earlier movies that have that have come out this year and some of the earlier projects Falcon and Winter Soldier I'm looking at you. And I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at some of this stuff and it's like, I I keep thinking about the the phrase that I have, I think, is it my, I think it's my bio on, on Twitter or Letterbox or something like, but like the phrase that I keep thinking about from Endgame is the sign on the wall that says, where do we go now that they're gone? Which in the context of Endgame, it's obviously about the people who went away. But in the context of like the, like the meta context of that statement is
1: mm-hmm.
0: Endgame is about the old characters and the old movies and that phase of marvel going away where and and so the question is this in regards to this franchise where do we go now that they're gone where does this franchise go from here and and from what i've seen over the past year none of it's been shit but i also feel like i have not been completely blown away Although Loki was pretty good, I got Loki. Yeah, was, I, was I gotta hand there, it to Loki. There is Loki. Yeah, I got so I. You know, I'm not. I don't want to put everything in the same bucket, but I don't know. I, don't I mean,
1: think. I think I think Loki is an example of a, a, like a swing and a home run for something weird and different.
0: Yes. But, yeah, I the Eternals is not right. So, which I mean, maybe that has to do with the fact that that's a, a multi-season thing they're not just telling one story i don't know i don't know i don't know what that's going to be so but okay I, I guess i guess enough enough of me rambling about uh <laughs> the, the meta context around eternals and what i feel about the universe and everything i mean do you are you do you disagree with anything i've said or how do you feel about what i've said so far
1: um not not majorly i don't think yeah okay I th- i i think this is I I I'm interested to dig into why this is so much worse than Dune. I mean I mean just like <laughs> like it just in terms of like the the they're taking it seriously part of it, you know? Like the like this is something that should feel epic and amazing. Like that's the premise of it. Like immortals and everything. Pretty much everything you said. But like I'm I'm interested in the conversation about why it doesn't feel like it when you watch it. And I don't
0: know that I have an answer to that. I don't know that I'm Film literate,
1: movie literate <laughs> enough? I don't know if I do either, but I feel like we'll come, we'll find something along the way. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing of like, you know, we like to talk about
0: movies, but we're not filmmakers. We don't, like, we don't study this stuff. I mean, you took an intro to film class in college, so you have a, you have <laughs> yeah. a leg up on me, but... I'm sure, barely. But, we I mean, we're just people who like movies. We're not, uh, we're not experts, but, you know, so, you, you know, I'm sure there's someone way smarter than us who can explain what it is that makes a movie feel big and epic and what doesn't because all i can say is well i feel like and it's like well it's not super helpful that doesn't help you make a like if if i if i was tasked with making a movie and i wanted to make it feel big and epic i'm like well i don't know how to translate my feeling into telling people what to do in order yeah. to, like, specific directions to give people to me. So, I don't know. But, yeah, maybe maybe throughout this conversation we'll stumble upon something interesting.
1: Yeah, I think so. All right, should we blow the spoiler horn? Rip it. So, where do we go from here? Do you have a plot synopsis to walk through?
0: Um. Yeah, I, I have the Wikipedia page open if you want to. I mean, perfect. should we start with the best character in the movie, Patton Oswalt? playing the what does he play a dwarf an elf a what is a, a gnome what does he play goblin thing, whatever a goblin thing.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the some of the worst cg marvel has ever done
0: you know what's it's funny really bad is i could barely pay attention to the, like the graphics on the gnome because i was so mm-hmm. i was going who is that voice i know that voice who is that <laughs> It didn't even hit me that it was Patton Oswald. I think I, I think I looked it up later and I saw like, oh yeah, of course, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, Patton now Oswalt is uh,
1: his second MCU role.
0: Right, but th- but see, before he was <laughs> he was just playing he was playing like a set of twins or something. This is primarily a voice role, so it's yeah. sort of like a um Vin Diesel type situation. Not yeah, exactly. not really. You know that story it of Vin Diesel out. wanting to play two yeah. characters? Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play Black Bolt <laughs> cuz he's like, "Well, <laughs> yeah. Black Bolt doesn't talk." Exactly. And then and then they were like, "Okay, great. Do you want to be in this shitty inhuman show on ABC?" He was like, "No, I don't want to do that. Never mind.
1: I got to go." <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Good for him saying no to that.
0: Did you hear did you hear that supposedly this Eternals they wanted to shoot the movie or they wanted to have the movie set and take place in hawaii and they were told no because of inhumans really apparently and i'm like what is that first of all is that canon second if it is why is it canon and three why does it even matter
1: i'm I i would say no one even knows about inhumans nobody watched it i saw the first three episodes
0: it was really bad
1: I don't think anyone would see Eternal set in Hawaii and be like, oh, this reminds me of that horrible Inhuman show from seven years ago.
0: <laughs> right.
1: No, no one – I don't think anyone saw that except you who saw three episodes.
0: I I made a point to make sure that I've seen at least one episode of every single Jesus. thing, of every single Marvel show that is Club MCU yeah that's another one where i saw like two or three episodes and i was like no this not cloak and dagger is not as bad as eternals i mean i'm sorry as in humans mm-hmm. um
1: still nothing great
0: cloak and dagger was like this is really basic like this is the like it's the kind of it's the kind of show where it's like you're doing the bare minimum to like have a story and have a plot and have characters like good for you you're doing you're scraping by like five <laughs> out of ten you're doing the app like you're you're doing the minimum required to have a coherent, somewhat decent story. like, mm-hmm. But no, nothing built on top of that. And in Humans right. was like even less than that. In Humans was, like, <laughs> was just bad. You know what was surprisingly actually kind of good was Runaways. I saw the whole first season of that. Never saw season two and three.
1: I remember hearing that was good, but I never saw it. I, I sort of bailed on all of those ABC shows, whatever they
0: well, were. Well, Runaways was
1: like free form or whatever hulu hulu okay, yeah, I didn't even know that
0: you know what's a you know what was a good Marvel television show, Daredevil,
1: <laughs> oh God, I love that show, <laughs> four minutes until the trailer, okay, I'm not watching it i I'm, I'm watching you're gonna watch it <laughs> no no i'm I'm gonna be monitoring Twitter though,
0: I might watch it, I might end up watching it, probably just for fun, just for fun I, I would
1: like. I would like to see stills from the trailer. I don't want to watch it, though.
0: That's fair. That's fair. You're not a full media blackout for this one.
1: I mean, I I basically decided, like, just just say, like, tonight, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Charlie Cox, they're all in the trailer. There's no way I'm going to avoid this unless I stop using the internet for literally (laughs) the next month. And that's not something I'm able to do. So if I, <laughs> right. I I've just contented myself to the fact that I'm probably going to find out who's in the trailer. Um, I'll probably see some pictures of it as well. But if I can avoid footage and like lines of dialogue, that would be nice.
0: See, this is why I kind of wish people were less freaking crazy about wanting to know everything immediately. Like, cause like I kind of have the attitude, and I wish other people had this more, of like, I'll find out when I see the movie. Like, I don't, like, I don't need to know. I'll just go see the movie, and then I'll see what's in it. Why do I need a trailer? (laughs) Right, right. And in a way, I'm annoyed that- I'm gonna see the movie. Right, exactly. I'm annoyed that trailers even exist. Why even do a trailer? New Spider-Man movie. The last one made a billion dollars. You're gonna see it. You know, why do you need a trailer for? You're gonna see the movie. I don't know. I don't get it. Remember after Endgame came out like a week later they had trailers with Cap picking up Thor's hammer. Oh, that's so sad. But I but I also think like that movie did so well opening weekend. Maybe it wasn't the next week. Maybe it maybe was a few weeks later. But I think that I think that movie did so well and so many people saw Endgame like opening weekend that I think at a certain point they were not trying to get people to go see the movie. They were trying to get people to go see the movie again. You know, like I think the trolls kind of became about like, don't you want to see him pick up the hammer again? Do you want to see him do it again? Don't you go see the movie? I think that's what it kind All of right. became. Should we
1: talk about Eternals? Yeah, <laughs> good idea.
0: So in five thousand BC, ten superpowered Eternals. Already, we've got a problem. Ten people. <laughs> there's ten. There's this is too many characters for a movie.
1: I'll I'll argue against this. Go ahead. Ocean's Eleven. this this is the argument for there's not such a thing as too many characters you know like i think that's a great point (laughs) i think i think people said this about justice league when when justice league came out and they introduced aquaman flash and however many other characters for the first time in justice league cyborg everyone was like you can't introduce these these all need to be set up i don't think they do Ocean's 11 introduces you to 11 character main characters that you have to follow that are like all on the same team throughout the movie they're your main story driving the plot we know all of them and we have a like we know at least a little bit about them we can describe all of them i think it's completely possible to make a movie with this many characters and have it be understandable and be able to differentiate each one from the next but it's very difficult to do, I will say. It's very difficult, and I don't think they do the best job of it here. Okay, so here, here's what I'm going to
0: say. Uh, because um, I have not seen Ocean's Eleven in many, many years. Okay? I don't know when was the last time you saw it. Yeah, last year. Okay, so okay, so let me ask you. You saw it way more recently than I did. The, not, it's not like every single character is fully fleshed out and developed. I mean, there's... There's, no. like, there's their, uh, so like the main three. Right, there's like the main three, and then you have the other eight, right? Yeah. Okay. See, see, I think Eternals is trying to give all ten, like backstory and complexity, and and I think it's like I think it's trying to give every single character a completely fleshed out storyline. Yeah. At like equally. And I think as a result, I feel like I don't know who any of these people are because there's so little about each one because they're trying to give somebody some,
1: I mean, again, yeah, they spread themselves too thin. Although I bet it could be, I mean,
0: I don't know. It's, you got to give every character something to like hang your hat on, but it's, it's almost like they don't want to, they don't, they, they don't want any character to have something too small. They want to give every character a full thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, y- 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 for a cast this big, you have to kind of pick a few to be, like, your main. And then yeah. the other ones, you just give them, like, a little something. Oh, this is their tiny arc kind of in the background. That's kind of how you have to do it, I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Whereas this this one, they try and give everyone a big thing.
0: Right. And it it's it's too much. I mean, yeah. I, at first I thought, let me look at the cast. Who, who was Gemma Chan's character? Cersei. I thought at first the beginning, beginning I'm like okay so yes this character, I was like this a lot of people in this movie a lot of Eternals but Cersei, she's going to be like our main person that we follow that's what I thought mm. the movie was going to be and then I feel like she's sidelined for like the middle of the movie
1: right <laughs> where does she, she comes go and goes.
0: right and it's like so so she's not the like the le- like like really what you want to do is like it should be like Circe and Icarus Right, Gemma Chan and Richard Matt. That should be like the two main that we like following. We're really invested in them. But we're not. No? Wrong?
1: Am I wrong? No, no, I no, I I think that's I think that's accurate. I would I would also say like A Jack as well, who's supposed to be like the leader of them. And like she's she's the leader and she dies like very early on and we know nothing about her. And they're like visiting they're like visiting other eternals and it's like Hey, Kingo, like, stop, stop joking around. Ajak died. And Kingo's like, what? Ajak died? No. And I'm just like, I I don't know anything about Ajak. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care.
0: Well, also the movie does this like jumping around to all different time periods thing, which I guess sort of worked. Like I wasn't really upset about it, but also it jumped, it's, it's a lot. And I'm not sure all of it is necessary. And I kind of feel like some of it was just done to put Selma Hayek on screen more. Like, I don't know. it. It I don't know. I, I almost feel like they should have just told the story chronologically instead of jumping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, give, you know, take me to 5000 BC. Then take me to 1521 when the last Deviants are killed. You know, like, just do all that stuff instead of fla- flashing back and forth. I don't know. It, it just, I, I, I didn't... I don't know, it just it just seemed like, it. it to me it felt like, oh, they they, they, they they don't want to have killed Selma Hayek off so early, they want to keep her in the movie a little bit more. Let's do flashbacks. Yeah. Right. Kind of how it felt to me. So they're sent by the celestial Arishem to Earth on their starship, the Domo, to exterminate the invasive deviants. The last of the deviants are killed in 1521. The group's opinions differ over their continued responsibilities and their relationship with humankind. Over the next 500 years, they mostly live apart, awaiting Arishem's return. Okay. Cersei and Sprite live together in London. This is present day. Cersei was left by Icarus. She's now dating a human, Jon Snow, right? Yep. They get attacked by a deviant. So, oh, deviants are back. Then they have to reunite. Ajax has been killed. The deviant has a name in the plot synopsis Crow. K R O. K R O. Crow. Devi- the deviant Crow. Of course. Cersei is chosen by Ajax as her successor, granting her the ability to communicate with Arishem, who reveals the mission of the Eternals was not to fight the Deviants, but to prepare Earth for the emergence. So, how do we? F- you hate this scene
1: when, when she's talking to the big Arishem guy, whatever <laughs> yeah. that is. Yeah, Arishem, Arishem, um, whatever. Yeah, it's it's just it's like this a big info dump. This, this is this yeah, it's a huge info dump. It t- it's really long. I feel like it's like five minutes of the movie. And it was the sort of thing where it was like, if I get distracted once in this five minutes, like I've missed something completely, you know? Oh, right. Because like, it's if, so if,
0: loaded if, with exposition that like you yeah. can't get distracted for a second. You'll yeah. miss some yeah. key. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Like if I if I get sidetracked, and I did thinking about like, <laughs> Thinking about another character or thinking about another plot line in the movie, I was getting sidetracked and being like, where, where are those characters at? Where are they doing? Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Back to paying attention again. Like, I, was, I I, missed, like, maybe 20 seconds of dialogue and was, like, completely lost on what was happening. And I, I was able to pick the pieces back up later. It's not like it ruined the experience or anything for me, but it's just a lot that they have to explain, and it's all very confusing.
0: Yeah. This is the scene that happens about an hour into the movie. Yeah, This is what I felt like. Oh, this is the inciting incident because this this is what kicks them off to all get the gang back together. We got to save humanity. But like I'm only on the third paragraph on the Wikipedia plot synopsis. (laughs) Like why? Why does it take an hour to tell us that there is there's Eternals? They kill Deviants. They break up. They get Cersei and Sprite live together in London. Cersei's dating a human, the deviants are back, Ajax's been killed, here's the real mission. Yeah,
1: for, I guess, for a long time it's introducing us to characters.
0: Yes. And I guess I guess that is kind of a lot to do, but it I don't know, it just it seems like that it seems like it shouldn't take an hour to get to I don't know. I don't know, because it's it's not that complicated of an idea. I don't know. You're right, it's a yeah. lot of introducing characters. And then, yeah, and then, that, and then now the deviants are line. back, and I think I honestly I think the whole deviance thing, I I wish they would just have done away with this entire thing.
1: Yeah, it's like, I don't yeah, get I, why it's
0: here. I don't get why the storyline is here. The story is not about the deviants. the story the story ostensibly is about them having to save Earth from exploding because some seed is being grown or something a a, a being is going to come out of, right? A Celestials being born, which is going to blow up the planet. Why are the deviants in back? I just I don't understand how that. What does that have to do with anything? I don't get it.
1: Yeah, why are they back? That's a really good point. I mean, I think... I mean it's I I I just have a hard time like understanding like, okay, so there were these deviants that were supposed to, they were supposed to kill all the life on a planet, while the. Celestio was being born or implanted in the planet and then the deviants were made poorly and they couldn't evolve or they could evolve or something No, the, no, the
0: pro- and, no, the problem was that they did evolve and they evolved so much that they were no longer under control of Arashim.
1: And that's why the Eternals get created. And the Eternals yeah. have why, to fight Why were the deviants, the deviants created in the first place? Because uh, he made a mistake. Why were the deviants created? To kill the the, I I remember there's a scene where they explain this and the fact that I don't remember says a lot but they they do expl. they do attempt to explain it where it's like we sent the deviants to these planets to kill off the predators from the planet or something do you remember where there's like deviants fighting aliens on another planet and dinosaurs yeah
0: oh Oh, okay no I've just I just remembered what it is I just remembered the the deviants are there to kill the predators that would get in the way of intelligent life happening on the planet and the celestial right, okay. needs intelligent life as like a fuel to Jesus. grow this is it, it's a weird premise but i don't i don't want to i i just i don't want to knock the movie for having weird ideas i want to knock the movie for not telling it well <laughs> <laughs> right right you know, i'm trying to be fair here you know mhm but yeah, it's a it's a weird pre- so so then the so these the the deviants get out of control and they start attacking people. And that's why they're like, "All right, I need something to control the deviants now. Let's make the Eternals." So that's where they come in. Then all then they kill all the deviants in 1521. Okay. Now, here's this is where I'm saying for the purposes of the story of the movie, for plot purposes, why are the deviants there? i understand that in universe like in the story the deviants come back because they were frozen under a a glacier or something and then the glaciers melted and and now the the deviants that were there are now unfrozen and so they're back i i understand that that is the the in-universe explanation i don't understand what having the deviants return does for the plot of the movie you see what i'm saying
1: yeah, no, I, I I completely agree, and I don't really have a good answer. Right? It's, it's the reason for them to all get back together. But no, I put the... shouldn't the, should, the reason the reason they should get back together is they should figure out that like oh celestial is being born, you know, like that, right. that's what gets them back together. Oh, this whole planet's gonna die. Why does it take the deviants for them to get back together to then get to the celestial plot? Because because then there's this whole thing where like <laughs> Deviant is gaining powers. It's like killing it's killing the Eternals and getting their powers, and it becomes a humanoid avatar looking thing. And it then, did look like you know, Avatar. Like, yeah, and and the the thing disappears for like 45 minutes or an hour and shows back up again in the last 20 minutes and dies two minutes later. It's like all right, I guess I guess we're done with that.
0: Right, because they needed to give Angelina Jolie something to do yeah so, so yeah, yeah so yeah i like again the the explanation is oh well the the deviants learned to evolve their new their next stage of evolution is now they attack the eternals and steal their superpowers so then they have so then the deviants are more powerful this is the next stage of their evolution
1: but why are they even here but why are
0: they even here story-wise why are, why are, they, why are they, they back right yeah. right it doesn't you think right. if
1: they're you think if they're back it would have something to do with our needs them to be back for the celestial to be born but no they're just they're just back for no reason seemingly
0: right you know what movie i was thinking about Hmm. um the avengers the first avengers movie because what is the arc of that movie it's about them becoming a team it's about them becoming a team and and i i i I almost think like shouldn't this movie be the same the the first five minutes movie they break up or the first or what should be the first five it's a, minutes? It's a lot longer than. It's five actually minutes. the it's actually the first thirty five minutes, but whatever. But like the beginning of the movie is they break up. Shouldn't the arc of the movie be they have to get the team back together again in order to? Like I feel like that should be the movie. I mean, that granted, that's a little simplistic, and you could argue they've done that before. But but that would work.
1: I, I mean, I, isn't that what happens? No. But but I don't. Uh, is it what happens? I guess,
0: I guess, I don't know. I'm so confused by this movie. (laughs) It's not, it's not made, it's not made clear. I mean, having, Mm -hmm. I mean, paragraph four on Wikipedia, having learned to love humanity, Eternals reassemble and decide to prevent the emergence. So that's like halfway through the movie. They reconvene with Kingo, Thena, and Gilgamesh, and they go to Druigs, and they're attacked by the crow and the deviants. Remember that when they are in the woods? That, yes, yes isn't that course. isn't that them kind of teamed up and they I, I don't i don't know why is why is Angelina jolie in this movie <laughs> I, I liked her in the movie she no she gives a fine performance
1: but it's i, I what is the uh, what does the character do I, th- I think the biggest character complaint in terms of what do they do is kingo and let me be very clear. I loved Kingo. I thought he was so goddamn funny. Yes, Kumail he's Maggiani. fun. Yeah, Camille is amazing in this. But he pieces out for the final fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get, getting a getting ahead. He he says, eh, I I don't really agree with Icarus, but or, or does he agree with Icarus? But either way, he's like, but you guys aren't going to beat him, so I'm just going to go. I think I'm, I'm going to head out.
0: Yeah, I think he says I disagree with. I, I think because i saw someone make like some philosophical point about this where they were like I- 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 kingo says oh i disagree with you but also i don't want to fight with you about it so i'm just going to go and someone yeah. online had to like make a point of like wow shouldn't we be all- shouldn't we all be more like that let's not fight with each other let's just Jesus. disagree and i'm like can't we all calm down please <laughs> not everything has a deeper meaning you know i'm glad yeah, that, that you thousand. got something out of that but it seemed like they just didn't want kingo around for the last fight for some reason
1: it it didn't really hit me until like thinking about the movie after i had seen it but like he leaves and says yeah i'm not gonna fight i'm not gonna help out i was just like i was ready for him to show back up on the volcano island i'm like yeah a character a character leaves the team middle of the movie of course that character always comes back he's gonna han solo yeah exactly I was just going to say that, and he doesn't. He never shows up again until <laughs> the last three minutes of the movie.
0: But they do create the Unimind. So does that mean that Kingo was <laughs> on his private jet, floating in the air?
1: Yeah, he, he must have been. That that whole thing <laughs> was confusing hilarious. too, because and what an awful name. The Unamind. well,
0: again, it's from the comics. Like, is it? No, I think I believe so. I think so. Although, I guess they still could have changed. I mean, the the Inst- Infinity Stones are called the Infinity Gems in the comics, they, so I guess they could have changed it. Right. But it's just like, it, it's just like, I, I, when, when did this, when did the Unimind, like, I know they talked about it, but it, it seemed like it just happened. Like, did anyone trigger it to actually happen to save the day? We're kind of jumping to the end, but who cares? Like, because like, they, they did the Unimind thing, and that's what ultimately saved the day. But my question is like didn't they have to trigger it somehow? Or did it just happen? How did it just happen?
1: Yeah, I don't remember.
0: Right. Crazy. So <laughs> God, we're really shitting on this movie. <laughs>
1: we're let really me, dunking let on me, it.
0: Let me just let me just say. I like the scenes where they're just hanging out and doing stuff. I like getting to see Kingo. I like um I don't know. I like I like some I like I like the the um in the past stuff. I always think it's fun yep. when a movie is like, "Oh, you know that that mythology that humans have? Yeah, that's based on me. I'm the Right. You know, that was actually I always kind yeah. of think it's fun that was when, very clever. when movies or TV shows explain things from our universe using the the stories in in the movie universe. Mm-hmm. I always think yeah. that's kind of, you know, like I feel like Doctor Who has done stuff like that, you know. Um Loki Loki DB Cooper, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Doctor Who did this with Rosa Parks. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that episode.
1: I don't think so.
0: It was it, it, was, it was one of the Jodie Whittaker ones. It was newer. Mm. Um, it was her. It was her first really season like where they they all get on the bus that Rosa Parks is on, and they're like they're and they were doing it just to like take up seats. So that and they're and they're like, oh great, here comes Rosa Parks. Now she's on the bus. Now we can leave. And they were like, wait, wait a, wait a second. If we leave, then there would be seats for. F- for her and she wouldn't she wouldn't do, she wouldn't do the thing where she like refuses to to move to another you know, like it was something and they were like oh wow rosa parks was only able to refuse to get up because we the doctor and the companions we were sitting here we were part of history we were part yeah. of the reason she couldn't move to another seat which i thought was like that's all that's like a fun little thing when the other thing i like this movie does we're, see, we're doing compliment compliment sandwich reverse compliment mm-hmm. sandwich title but the other thing I like that this movie does, which I think good or or maybe not good, but one thing I like in sci-fi fantasy stuff, especially with aliens and and immortal beings and things, um, is when the the super beings look fondly onto humans. I always like that. Like 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 a an MCU example is like Vision in Age of Ultron. when when he's talking to Ultron and Vision's like like humans are odd I'll give you that but like they've got something and Ultron's like yeah they're but they're doomed and Vision's like yeah but let let them just figure it out for them like just let them be you know or like one of my favorite lines from Doctor Who is when Wilfred is talking to the the 10th Doctor David Tennant and and Wilfred's like oh man how old are you and and Doctor's like, oh, I'm like 900 years old. And Wilfred says, oh, man, we, we must look like little ants to you. And the doctor looks at him with the most sincere eyes and and, and he says, I think you look like giants. And I just think it's like yeah. so sweet. Like I think like I like I like when sci-fi and fantasy look like characters look at humans and they're like, yeah, these human beings like they're really messed up and they have a lot of issues and they're not perfect. But like they're stubborn. There's something that like there's something to this species that like I want to see him I have a font like I don't know I like I like that idea because i I try to be like optimistic about like humanity as a whole, despite all of our flaws, and so i I, I always like when fantasy movies and TV have characters that are not human and are so far above us but still look down at look look at don't not look down at humans but look at humans and think no there there's something to them i like that and this movie does that a little bit and i applaud that
1: well let me ask you this then what what did you think of then the scene when they're at the hiroshima the nuclear bomb had just gone off at the end of world war ii and he's he's crying these these people don't deserve to be saved we shouldn't be helping them what did you think of that
0: i thought it sucked
1: Really? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, no, I didn't, I didn't think it, I didn't
0: think it sucked, but it was, it, again, this feels like an example of like, this character's not developed enough, because like, he had this whole idea of like, hey, I could invent stuff for that, I like these guys, I like these human things, these human beings, uh, I could invent stuff for them and help them out, and he just gets immediately shut down, like. No, no, no! Don't, don't help them out. Can you just stop it? Just let them be. We have to just let them be. And then, like an hour and a half later, he's like, "I can't believe the technology that I helped them made did this." And I'm sitting there and I'm going, <laughs> "I thought he was told he can't give them technology. I don't understand yeah. how they didn't." It's a, it's a pretty big jump. It, it's a, it, a pretty big jump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this is, this is a fucking pole vault. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, cause is,
1: those, those are the only two moments where you really see him with technology, you know, goes from him inventing the plow to the nuclear bomb has just gone off. Right. It, Atomic it's, bomb. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand they wanted to have a moment where they were they were like, where they wanted to show someone who had given up on on humanity. And then they wanted to, like, have a scene where they, like, win them. But it's weird because they go from a guy who has given up on humanity completely. Like, and then fucking smash cut to, like, he's got a family. He's got a husband. He's got a kid. He's happy. He's like, I have faith in humanity again because I have family and I found love. And it's like, what? How did... I thought you hated humans now. But now... I don't... It seemed like it was too much it were too it was like i'm getting whiplash here i mean i didn't think it was handled terribly like i like in, in the moment i'm like okay i kind of see where he's coming from oh i kind of see how he's maybe he's given up on all humans but he's found a few that he likes he's just going to stick with them okay i can sort of see see that and i guess i guess he's gonna help save the day because he's like well I, I don't care about humans overall but i care about these two so i'll do it for them but does he say that i don't know
1: yeah, I was just trying to think of what, is the, what do they say to convince him to join the team? Because at first, he's very resistant. And it's, it's, sort, it's sort of a weird resistance where they're like, hey, if you don't, if you don't come help us out, the planet's going to explode. And he's <laughs> like, how, how dare you try and recruit me? I have a family now, and I'm, I'm happy. Just leave me alone. It's like, bro, did you not hear what we just said? The planet's going to explode. The family's going to be gone. I, I don't I don't know what changes him for him to finally join the team, but sort sort of a weird moment.
0: Right. That's a good point. Let me see. I'm trying to read. What was his name again? Faistos? Fa- Faistos, I think. After cremating him, who did they cremate? Oh, oh, Crow kills Gilgamesh, right. So they yep. cremate Gilgamesh. They visit Faistos, who proposes for Druig to put Tiamat to sleep by amplifying his mind control powers with the Unimind, a connection
1: between all Eternals. Can we can we go back to something? Go ahead. This is another thing that was hard to follow. Um Angelina Jolie has these they call it mad wearing, I think. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah, she's pissed what, mad. <laughs> y- yeah. What what is this where she I don't know. She, so <laughs> what, what the Eternals are the guy at Aramesh explains you guys are all the same and have done this many times in many different universes. Is that what he's saying? But it's you every time, and now you're... And Angelina Jolie is seeing, like, different versions of herself doing this? I don't know. It, 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 I think Do, you know was... what I'm talking about, right? There's something there.
0: No, it's, it's something... Well, I think my understanding is that, like, Something happened the last time their minds were wiped, but her mind wasn't wiped correctly or something. So now she's gone. She's got mad cow disease or whatever. She's gone yeah. mad because okay. the, the the mind wiping thing didn't work correctly. That's what I right. think. It's it's something like that. Yeah. But, but
1: you're saying she sees herself doing th- I don't... Or is or, it... Or like, no, she sees like... She thinks she's in her past life, you know? Oh, is that what it is? And she's like, thinks she's fighting deviants but she's actually fighting them or something maybe
0: that's another thing i thought i thought was going to come back around i was i I was i felt really confident of like this has to pay off somehow her going crazy and killing and and attacking her own friends attacking her, her eternals and then and then when what's his name robert baratheon what was his name ned stark who was it what robert stark what's the what's the guy's name rob stark rob stark when rob stark had the revelation where he's like hey guys i'm the i'm the bad guy um my thought was oh great her eternal her eternal's killing drive is going to pay off because now she's going to kill him because she wants to kill eternal's anyway when she goes crazy so she's going to go crazy and it's going to actually it's going to work in their favor where she's going to kill one of her own but he's the bad guy now anyway that's kind of what i thought was going to happen yeah because that would you know have it pay off it would be something right but instead but instead they they have like one line that's like well maybe if we stop the celestial she'll stop having uh memory craziness don't isn't that a line in the movie where somehow they decide that by completing their mission it's also going to help her be not crazy maybe i feel like i remember something like that
1: because they don't resolve it no no, not at all. She just overcomes it somehow. <sighs>
0: this movie, and then and then, okay. So then we should talk about. Look at this. And there's Makari and what's he, Druig, who are characters that like. I like them. They seem full. Druid's kind of annoying, but I, I like I like Makari.
1: I like both of them,
0: but they're not on screen very much.
1: They're like, they're characters I liked and they have decent moments, but they're also characters that are like, are they really doing anything here? You know, like they've got good lines and I liked the two of them together, but how are they advancing the plot?
0: This is, yeah, this is where I'm like, this movie has too many characters. Please cut these two. Or at the very least, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe this is like an, this is where I'll give you your Ocean's Eleven thing, which is like, you can't fully develop everybody. These are the two that are not really fully developed, then we're just going to. They're just going to be in the background. They'll, they'll do something once in a while. They'll help out once in a while. You know, yeah. this guy I pushes was, the was button on the, on the bombs right. that blows up the safe to get to get it open or whatever in the yeah. casino. I, I
1: was more happy than unhappy with those two. Yeah.
0: No, I wasn't. I wasn't bothered, bothered by them because they don't take up a ton of time. But then that, that part of me wonders, like, are they purposely not giving them time because they don't have time for everybody? Or should these characters be cut? I don't know. I can't decide. But I guess they got to be there. 'Cause they're part of the team. I guess. So makari has been living on the ship Domo. Icarus reveals he was informed of the emergence.
1: Domo's a great name for a ship.
0: It's a pretty good name for a ship.
1: Reminds me of Alien.
0: Fed Ajax to Deviants. Oh right, right. He killed Ajax. Which is I'm um, alright, I'm fine. I'm fine with that reveal. That's a. I think that's a reasonable thing to do in the you know, halfway through the movie or whatever. Yeah. Like turns out this guy was actually the bad one and he's the reason that our leader was is dead mm-hmm. all right fine with that um uh, makari locates the place of the emergence at the foot of an active volcano in the indian ocean great the eternals battle icarus and sprite oh right why why does sprite go with this is the other thing sprite joins <laughs> icarus as he flees due to her unrequited love for him while kingo also leaves the group as he does not wish to face uh, yeah, when we talked about kingo this this okay. Here's my big. Here's my criticism. This is here. Here we go. I uh,
1: and you just you just brushed over my biggest criticism of the okay. movie. We'll, okay, go what's back your to. big? What's your big? No, no. Just get. We're on Sprite. Just go with Sprite.
0: My biggest criticism of the movie is I said this movie is too long. It's got a lot of stuff in it and yet not enough. And this is kind of what I mean. And the thing I kept thinking about this movie is you're supposed to show me, don't tell me. And the whole thing of Sprite having an unrequited love with icarus it was a perfect example of like i guess i it's true i guess i'll believe it because the movie is telling me that that's what's cause, happening cause it's in the script yeah <laughs> right i guess it's i guess it, you know i guess i'll believe it because it's in the script but i don't i don't see it i don't see that on screen there's, there's she doesn't even give him like a longing look at any point like a yearning look over the shoulder or anything nothing and I'm just and I feel like there are multiple moments. I mean, the whole thing with Cersei and Icarus, that whole love story. I don't see th- there's no. Th- there, this movie is so long, and there's so much in it, and yet there's so much that is underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I felt I felt like the sprite Icarus unrequited love romance is one of the biggest examples. The other one is. Sprite wants to be a human. When was that said ever in the movie before the last five minutes? What? What are you talking about?
1: I was thinking about this. I think the way they try to set this up, and it's like the only way they try and set this up, is at the very beginning when they're at like a club in London together. And she like cosplays as an older woman and gets a guy to flirt with her. And then she walks off as her teenage looking self.
0: See, I interpreted that as just like, oh, she's a little stinker. She's just messing with people. I, yeah. I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to interpret that as she wishes she was older and a human. And I think I th-
1: I think so because that's that's the only way I can think that they said. Which, it
0: up. by the way, that is two and a half hours ago at this point. Yes, yes. Anyways, yeah. So that I think that's yeah. I think that's kind of what annoys me about this movie is like there's so much in this, and yet it feels like there's so much that is just not shown to me. They just yeah. tell me things. And I and I'm supposed to just go, oh, OK, I guess like but I'm not feeling yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah. Why does she like Icarus at all? There's nothing there.
0: Right. I mean, I don't even need a why. Just show me that she like I don't even see that. Right. Anyway, so that that was what I kept thinking about. Show me. Don't tell me. This movie is doing a lot of telling me instead of showing yeah, for me. Sure. And at one hundred fifty seven right. minutes, you should be showing me more.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Anyway, what was your thing that that I blew past too quickly? I'm sorry.
1: So, so, I mean, my my biggest thing, and I guess, like, the main crux of the story is, like, the, the Eternals decide to stop the Celestial being born because it's going to destroy the Earth and the 7 billion people that live on it. There are, it's Icarus and Sprite, because she likes Icarus, who try and, like, side with air and be like no this needs to happen we need to let the celestial be born everyone on this planet has to die and be sacrificed and that's that's why he killed Ajax. you see Ajax try and disagree with air and he's like no nope, we have to stick with the plan we this is this is how celestials are born this is what we got to do and I, I i i like movies and i <laughs> I'm not saying anything groundbreaking at all. This is what we <laughs> hope for movies with villains in it. But like, I want a villain where I can like see their side of the story a, a little bit or like get where they're coming from. Like, okay, may, maybe they've got some good points. So like I disagree with their methods, you know, that's like that. That's like the everything you need for a good villain, I think. And there's like, there just isn't that at all here. <laughs> but it tries. It tries to convince me that, I should see the other side of let the earth blow up because it'll mean that it'll, it'll mean that other planets aren't born and that's some sort of ethical dilemma. Like it's, it's it's like trying to be the trolley problem almost, you know, it reminds me of that, that article. This was hilarious months ago. That was like (laughs) in this, in this new age, the biggest tragedy is of the non conceived. Do you remember that? Oh, that's true. That was really funny. Yeah, that was really funny. It was an article saying, like, think of all the people who aren't conceived anymore because people are having less kids or whatever. And it was like trying. It was like genuinely pitching that as a tragedy. And that that's what this movie feels like to me. Is like think of all of the the planets that aren't being born because we're not letting the celestial blow up and kill seven million people immediately. I'm like, yeah, I don't really see that. I don't really see that <laughs> argument. I'm not really getting your point of view. I, I'm a human myself. I would like to see the Earth stick around. And I, I'm not really like, well, Icarus has a good point. Maybe, maybe 7 billion people should die. I, I, I just don't get it at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see how maybe this is supposed to be a dilemma for them. But even then, I don't, I don't get it because it's like,
1: well, I, mean, I get that it's a dilemma for them, but it's not something I connect with at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I'm not bothered by not connecting to this dilemma. I, I, I guess I just, I'm wondering what, it's because because it, like if their minds keep getting wiped, then, and, and then this planet is all they know, of course they're going to be attached to it. Whereas if they can remember that they've done this hundreds of times before. Maybe that makes it – I don't know. Maybe, maybe, there's something, maybe there's something to that where it, if they – it wouldn't be interesting if their minds were never wiped and they, know that they knew they've done this 100 times before. But they were like, no, but this time these guys are different. Like these humans, they're different. Like let's keep these ones around. That might be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I wasn't really bothered by that moral dilemma like you were. Yeah. Um, but i i see your point cuz right as as a human you're sitting there and you're like you're like kingo's video camera guy like hey i'm well, i'm a human so i'm biased like i think you should not blow me up
1: <laughs> yeah I, I it's just it's just another instance of a non compelling villain in these many movies where we've had quite a few non compelling villains
0: Right, yeah, because even even Icarus's argument is sort of like is sort of like, well, shouldn't we do what we were shouldn't we do our job? Should't we do what we were told to do? I would, don't we want to please Daddy? Like Dad yeah. told us this is what we have to do. Dad told us to do our chores, we should do our chores. and you guys don't want to do chores and you're gonna make Dad upset. That's kind of his argument. is like, I just don't yeah. want to piss off the the big guy.
1: Right, and it's, it's it's natural. It's the natural order of things. This is what happens.
0: So they beat they beat the big guy because um, Cersei has powers to. That's the other thing. She has powers where she can turn stuff into rocks or and turn rocks into other stuff. She can she can turn anything into anything, basically. Yes. And then there's this moment halfway through the movie where she turns a deviant into a tree. And it's played like this is a really big deal. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, is this a big deal? I don't understand why this is a big deal. Isn't her whole thing she turns stuff into other stuff?
1: Yeah, maybe maybe it would be a big deal if we saw her fail to do that in the first act of the movie. If that was set up at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I sort of piece it together. I'm like, oh, maybe she can only change like inanimate stuff into other inanimate stuff. You know, like rocks into tree well you know like like those are not conscious beings so she can't so those that stuff she can change she can transform maybe that's the secret maybe that's the trick but then that should be explained to me that like she can turn stuff into other stuff but only if it's like not like a living thing not like a being so then that way when she does do a turn a living a being into like a tree then it's like whoa that's not supposed to happen but that's the that's is that is that the answer I feel like yeah, I don't even understand. Yeah,
1: it's, the answer is either because it's a living thing or because it's a deviant.
0: Yeah, but I. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they should have had a line in there or something like, oh, I can't turn living things into other stuff, or I can't just turn deviants into. That should that should have been a line or something. I don't know. Yeah. So then, at the end of the movie, she uses the unimind, fuses everybody's powers together, and uh, and turns the celestial into a rock or something was it ice or marble something like that i think it's ice i think it's ice too but it kind of looked like marble to me but maybe that was just the lighting
1: yeah could be
0: um icarus flies into the sun hilarious (laughs) which is i think kind of silly um the wikipedia says guilt-ridden icarus flies into the sun no is that why he did it i didn't understand that (laughs) um cersei i didn't know why he did it either yeah uh oh here as both he and sprite join the unimind uh cersei gains enough power to turn tiamat that's the celestial to marble so wikipedia says marble Hmm. guilt and icarus flies into the sun while cersei uses the remaining energy from the unimind to turn sprite into a human ending her permanent childlike state again did not know that's what she wanted Athena, Druig, and Macari depart on the Domo to find other Eternals, while Cersei, Faistos, and Kingo, and S- Kingo and Sprite remain on Earth. Dane, which is Jon Snow, professes his love for Cersei and is about to reveal a secret about his family history when she, along with Faistos and Kingo, are remotely dragged into space by Arishem. Arishem say- says that he is upset with their treason, but elects to spare humanity if the Eternals' memories show that humans are worthy of living.
1: Oh, that's what he said. I forgot why.
0: What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. He He's mad at them for for treason, for turning on him. But he says, but you know what? I'll spare the humans. If your memories prove to me that humans
1: are worthy of li-. I I don't understand what that means. I guess he's saying, like, if you really can convince me that... There was a good reason to keep this planet around. If there's really something special about these humans that you're talking about, maybe it was a good idea to not blow up their planet.
0: If the memories show that he— Okay. Vowing to return for judgment, he disappears into a singularity, taking the trio with him. I don't really care for this ending because it just feels like— I said this to you the other day after we saw the movie. We talked about it (laughs) Uh, when when you came over the other day. But it, it, this ending just feels like this is franchise maneuvering. They're setting something up for another another thing. Like they're gonna. Yeah. This is just. This is not. This is not an end. This is just. This is. You ended the movie and then you wanted to do something else because this is part of a franchise and you can't let.
1: Yeah, it, that should be an after credits.
0: It, it probably should be in after credits, but even then, I don't know. Like, this. This is why when you were saying earlier, like, this movie stands on its own. This is very different. It's totally separated from all the other Marvel stuff, and it's like. Yeah, until the ending where you're like, "Oh, right, this is a this is a Marvel movie," and they can't just they yeah. can't just end it. That's not allowed. They can't just have a ending that wraps everything up in a nice clean bow. No, no, no. We can't do that. We have to, we have to fix everything mostly, and then fuck them all over again and somehow just yeah. totally mess with them because. So, how did you feel about, about the ending?
1: I mean, it's like, um, it's like. Spider-Man Far From Home, that has like a good movie ending. And then the after credits is J Jonah a- Jameson popping up and ruining him again, whereas this just happens right before the credits roll. Right. So, I mean, my I guess my issue with the ending is like I guess I didn't realize that like or like that he took them from Earth like permanently and took them away. I guess that didn't hit me. I thought he was like I didn't realize he's taking them away to experiment on their minds and look at their memories, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then, I, I don't know, the biggest complaint about the ending is just, like, it ends with a shot of Jon Snow, the guy who hasn't been in the movie since the first 15 <laughs> minutes. Shouldn't, right. shouldn't the ending shot have something to do with the Eternals? No, it has to do with this guy who's going to show up in the Blade movie.
0: You're right. Whatever. Here, here's my question. Why, why is Kit Harrington in the
1: movie? To set up another Character for a completely different. No,
0: I think I think no. You're right. I think that's the whole reason. I mean,
1: he could he could just be the new love interest, but instead he's the new a superhero that we're setting up for something different.
0: Right. He's what's his name? Black Knight. Is that it? Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah that was that was the other this this these this studio cannot end a movie because he he says like wait I have to tell you a secret about my family oh we're just gonna leave that there and then we're gonna have the characters swept away and then we're gonna go to the credits and and it's like it it's almost annoying that it's like yeah, we know you're going to stay for the post credits so we can we can put stuff at the end of the movie cuz we cause we know you're going to stay. And it just feels like I don't know, I just feel like the post credits it should be like a little tag on the end. It shouldn't I shouldn't have to watch the post credits in order to have something explained to me that was set up in the last 5 minutes of the real movie. Yeah. That feels like just put it in the movie then or, mm-hmm. or, 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 or have that scene where he's like, I got to tell you something. Have that be the post credit. You're right. You're right. This whole thing should have been the post-credits. They yeah. should have wrapped the movie up with a nice bow. Like I think I think you should be able to um, – I, I almost think – maybe not in all cases, but I almost think you should be able to turn the movie off after the credits. The credits start to roll, turn the movie off, and yes. you and you'd haven't missed anything. You know, maybe maybe we can say you turn the movie off after the mid credits and you haven't missed anything major. I'll give you that one, but I don't know. Putting like import like setting something up in the last five minutes of the movie and then only explaining it in the it just seems like did you, I don't know. It, it almost it almost seems like well we got to have a post credits. What should it be? Well, well, what if we took this thing that we were going to put in the movie and did and split it in half? So half of it's in the real movie and half of it's in the post credits. Almost what it feels like. Weird. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. So, yeah, the mid-credits scene is Thena, Makari, and Druig visited by Eros, Thanos' brother, and his assistant, Pip the Troll. Uh, Eros and, is, he,
1: and he says that your eternal friends are in trouble.
0: Right. Um, Eros, uh, or Star Fox, as he's sometimes called, is played by Harry Styles. So, yeah, Harry Styles is now officially in the MCU. That's kind of fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Into that.
0: And then in a post credit scene, Dane opens up an old chest inherited from his ancestors that contains the legendary ebony blade, which is like a – it's basically like a cursed blade, right? Where like if you use it, you die or something or Excalibur it hurts or you. It's, it's some kind of cursed isn't, sword.
1: Isn't the story of him – I think he's like a D-list character in comics, like maybe, maybe lower than that. But isn't the thing like he's a descendant of King Arthur or something?
0: I have no idea. I didn't really do a deep dive on this character.
1: <laughs> I think I think that's what it is.
0: All right. Well, that's yeah. uh,
1: that's the movie. So, I mean, we we've done a lot of dunking on this movie. I, I I'll just like I'll try and rattle off some highlights off the top of my head because honestly, <laughs> I I liked this movie more than I disliked it. I was never really bored. It's just that the plot is sort of a mess and leaves a lot to be desired the story. But I'll performances are good visually I think it looks great it's actually pretty funny like I didn't the humor didn't rub me the wrong way like a lot of the time it does in these movies um what else I mean I I liked pretty much all of the characters whether they're necessary or not is a different story um but I liked them all inclusivity was cool I liked the deaf girl like the representation there that was fun. Oh yeah, agreed. What what else about this movie was good? I mean, I think I thought their powers were pretty cool. Yeah. What else? <laughs> I don't know. What What do you think? <sighs>
0: yeah, I, yeah. I, I again did not hate this movie, but it because there are parts of it that I did enjoy, and again i think like even individuals like a lot of individual scenes i liked i i just struggle yes, with how I'm, it all holds up together as a cohesive piece of media
1: yeah I'll, I'll add that i'd like i liked them all in going back through history and everything i thought those were cool scenes
0: yeah because those those are kind of fun although i do question if all of those were necessary i mean there were only a couple yeah but i don't know oh and then and then like, like I almost, I almost feel like maybe they should have only flashed back when they were talking about each character. The way they did a, the one flashback with Phastos, flashing mm-hmm. back to nineteen forty-five, that was sort of effective. Again, I didn't actually hate that scene. I don't know. I, I, I had 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 had, and then there was, and then there was the whole thing of like, oh my god, this is the first sex scene in a Marvel movie, which got blown way out of proportion because it's like not really anything. It's about it's about eight seconds. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I mean, didn't didn't Iron Man have a sex scene in it? Sort of, maybe. <laughs> Barely, yeah, a little bit. They I don't get into bed together, right? I don't know. Weird. It's just weird that this movie is trying to be so big, and it still doesn't feel like Dune. I mean, Dune also a movie with a lot of beige. This movie is yep. a lot in the desert, and it's like and and it's like Dune looks better. Dune okay. looks better, and this, they made such a big deal about this movie shot on camera actually on film look at it, it's all on all camera it's done for real we're not on a green screen for this shot look how beautiful it is and i'm looking at it and i'm like i think dune looks better <laughs> right. i don't know who who shot hold on who shot eternals and who shot dune cinematography by ben davis for eternals and who who was Dune? wasn't it somebody really uh great was it uh roger Probably. Deakins? oh no let's see greg greg frazier shot dune let's see what else did he shoot he shot rogue one
1: that's a good movie good looking movie
0: he's shooting the batman nice he shot three episodes of the mandalorian he was cinematographer on three episodes of mando cool interesting
1: he did zero dark 30
0: and ben davis is like a seemingly like an in-house marvel guy he's shot like five of their movies from marvel yeah including now eternals so, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I just it it just I guess part of the reason again, I think part of the reason we're being so harsh is because it felt like this movie should have been way bigger and way more epic and it had huge potential to be something really crazy and interesting. And it a little bit dropped the ball. It was kind of a bunt.
1: Yeah, swinging bunt. Yep. Yeah, I really I really thought this was going to be more. Like all all just I mean, just just the name of it alone, the Eternals, like it sounds something amazing. And it was pretty good.
0: Well, it was it was called the Eternals. Then they took a note from Justin Timberlake, dropped the the just Eternals. It's cleaner. Smart. Yep. (sighs) Which makes sense. What we're all going to call it anyway. Exactly. It's like the time Weezer decided to name their album Hurley. Remember this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do remember it, but explain it anyways.
0: They they were they they were going to do another they were going to do a, a self titled album it was going to be like their fourth self titled album it was going to be called Weezer, and they were going to put Hurley from Lost on the on the cover that was going to be the album art, and they said everyone's just going to call it the Hurley album anyway, just call the album Hurley, <laughs> right? Right. And that's what they did. How do you feel about that album?
1: Uh, that's one of the albums I don't know well by it's Weezer. Got a, it's got a couple good songs, but I I love Memories. Memories is one of my favorite Weezer songs.
0: Memories is pretty good
1: yeah but the rest of it i don't know too well memories make me want to go back there oh yeah make me want to go back there uh you want a spider-man update oh yes let's end on that uh no toby and andrew in the trailer Hmm. but we did get the lizard and sandman in the trailer oh interesting on top of the other three villains we already knew about So looks like looks like we're getting full Sinister Six here, right? So who are the other three that we know about? We know about we got Green Goblin, Electro, right, and Doc Ock, right. Now now we add to that list Sandman and Lizard, and six should be pretty easy to find. Whether it's Vulture or Scorpion, someone who's already been established in these movies, right? Because they can't get Jake Gyllenhaal back. Yeah, that'd be cool though.
0: Everyone's mad at him right now for what he did to Taylor Swift. So optics probably wouldn't be great.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I care about that.
0: That that is but that man. is who who she dated. That red is about right.
1: Um, it's at least who that one song is about. I don't know about right. the whole album. Oh, what a mess! Good SNL performance though. Oh,
0: yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked that song. I love. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I I, I like how long it is. I love ridiculously long songs i love songs i love songs that are unnecessarily long i think it's funny
1: yeah i think unnecessary (laughs) is definitely the driving word there
0: (laughs) anyway not not here not here to pick on tay swift yeah we stand.
1: uh you (laughs) stand.
0: I'm. i don't even i don't even (laughs) stand you're not a big taylor swift fan matt
1: uh she's fine (laughs) <laughs> she's fine. Like, I, I guess I used to be like a Taylor Swift hater when that was like a cool thing to be. And I wouldn't describe myself as a hater. I guess it was more like Kanye versus Taylor Swift. And I'll always be a way bigger Kanye fan than a Taylor Swift fan. So I sort of was anti taste way because of that. And now I'm just sort of like, yeah, she's fine. She's got some good songs, but I also never really seek her out or get a lot out of her music. Yeah,
0: I think I've, I think I feel the same. Well, good. Glad glad to know that you and I are on the same page regarding both Taylor Swift and Eternals.